We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Do you ever feel like you're always on? What do you do when you need a moment to chill? How do you like to hit the reset button to get ready for what's next? These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nothing but nonstop hustle all the time. Work, family, friends, a million pressing social issues, and an expectation to be on 24-7. Sometimes you just need a moment to turn off and hit the reset button. That's when you reach for an ice-cold Coors Light, the beer that's made to chill. Listen, there's a lot going on in Green Bay right now, and I feel like we could all use a moment to chill with a Coors Light. See, Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's literally made to chill. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. Perfect for a moment to unwind. Coors Light is what I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in their all-new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado, and as always, celebrate. Twenty minutes a day, three hundred sixty-five days a year. This is the Pack a Day Podcast. What's happening, everybody? Matt here, but you can comment the top and welcome to the Pack-A-Day Podcast, your favorite place to get daily Packers news and updates. And I am sadly alone once again. Zach Jacobson is out of town and could not record with me. Also, it's really close to 1 a.m. Colorado time. Uh, we're having a pretty torrential windstorm right now, and uh, it's been pretty difficult to record. Finally got a little bit of a break. But uh, I also have some other news. Sadly, Zach was suspended from Twitter once again. <laughs> I know. It's completely unfair. But what are you going to do? To those who keep asking, Zach's original ban was shenanigans. It was likely due to brigading against him. Uh that's where a bunch of people get together and repeatedly report the same tweet over and over again, and that got him suspended the first time. Technically, after that happens, you're not allowed to make new Twitter accounts, and that's what he's doing. So his his bans after that are because he keeps making new accounts. As of right now, he has not made a new account, so I think he's actually been off Twitter for about a week. But I'm still on Twitter. The Packaday Podcast is still on Twitter. Make sure to follow both of us and get your favorite <laughs> update. I, I don't know. Actually, don't follow me. My my tweets are pretty trash. 
So we got some playoffs going on. How about them Titans? Holy crap. <sighs> I, I only caught the fourth quarter, but I was, oh, that was just, that was lovely. And, and Tom Brady ending the game by throwing a pick six. Oh, it was too perfect. It was just, oh, mwah. it was, uh, <sighs> I will not shed a single tear for any Patriots fans or Tom Brady. That was, man, I just love to see it. <laughs> and speaking of things you love to see, more playoff football will be happening today because it is NFC Day. The early game is the Minnesota Vikings at the New Orleans Saints. And that is going to be a doozy. Uh, as of right now, Odd Shark has the game as uh, New Orleans is favored by eight points. The over-under is also 49 and a half. And it would appear that 68% of the consensus is going to the over. So they think that the combined score will be 50 points or more. Uh, I think that that's entirely possible. The Minnesota's defense has looked... Uh, what's a word I could use and be nice? Well, let's just say this. Uh, their starting corners are going to be Xavier Rhodes and Trey Wayne's uh, Xavier Rhodes has given up something like 120 passer rating when targeted, and Trey Waynes has given up something like 109 passer rating when targeted. Going against arguably the currently the best wide receiver in football in Michael Thomas, Drew Brees playing at home. Uh, yes, you tend to see old man Drew Brees this part of the year, and we have, but he's at home. He's inside. It's going to be warm. My money is on Drew Brees to completely carve up this Vikings defense. Now, that that is to say that the New Orleans defense is also quite good. So, I'm, uh, I think with New Orleans at minus eight, I would still take Minnesota to cover. I think that, I think that a high scoring game, but separated by less than a touchdown is entirely possible. So if if we said if we said it was going to be like 28 to 24 New Orleans, I think that that would be an acceptable bet. And also it's it's Kirk Cousins. So I we all know that I'm I'm very anti QB wins. I I don't think that QB wins are an actual stat and I think that that gauging a team based on QB wins is a, is a poor choice. With that said, it's Kirk Cousins, who traditionally does not show up in prime time or does not show up in the playoffs. This is this is the same Kirk Cousins that could only put up ten points against the Packers, and that's ten points off of turnovers. A- any drive started in earnest went nowhere. If he, he was struggling against the Packers. He's going to struggle against New Orleans. It's it's just how it is. At, right now, New Orleans is averaging uh, 265 passing yards a game and 108 rushing yards a game, which uh, completely outgains the Minnesota. Um, Minnesota's offense is averaging 220 passing yards a game, and that, that's including the uh, stretch of the season where people had Kirk Cousins as like an honest MVP candidate. And then 133 rushing yards per game. That's including Dalvin Cook, who is just a monster. Uh, 
I think everyone under, understands at this point my reputation for disliking running backs. Dalvin Cook, I think, is one of those field tilters. I think that he does make a huge difference. And so with him playing, it's uh, entirely likely that Minnesota is going to attempt to run it down New Orleans' throat. Um, just looking over the uh, injury report, uh, it looks like Eric Hendricks was just upgraded to probable. So that's good news for Minnesota's uh, defense. Uh, Mackenzie Alexander is out. He's a corner. Uh, Steven Weather- Weatherly, uh, he's a defensive end, upgraded to probable with an illness. Um, Dalvin Cook is probable with his shoulder. And uh, Alexander Mattinson, the backup, who is kind of a Dalvin Cook light, has been upgraded to probable. So it looks like Minnesota might not necessarily be um, 100%, but they're going to be very close to... Uh, they're going to be much more healthy than they were last week, I guess is kind of how I would put it. So, yeah, I just... so I'm trying to talk myself into picking Minnesota, but I just I can't do it. So what I think happens is Minnesota attempts to keep up with the shootout, but just can't. And so we're going to see, we're going to see a, a closer game than everyone thinks, but ultimately New Orleans will come out. In fact, Odd Sharks predicted score is, uh, 33-14. So they, they think it's going to be much, much wider. So I, I don't know if I could quite see it going that lopsided, but eh, I guess, so with New Orleans at home, they are known to just mercilessly beat opponents. But I just think I think Minnesota is a better team than people give them credit for, and Kirk Cousins is is kind of that X factor. And if the Kirk Cousins from earlier in the season shows up, then yeah, it's it's going to be a, a much closer game. If the Kirk Cousins that played the Packers shows up, it's going to be very very bad. And then that that completely lopsided thirty three fourteen is is totally possible. But I'm still uh, I'm going to take New Orleans to win. And I'm going to take Minnesota to cover. If that happens, that means that New Orleans is going to have to travel into Green Bay next week. And they would likely be the opponents. I like that matchup. I really, really do. As much as I was just talking up Drew Brees at home. Drew Brees on the road, in the cold, outside, on grass, traditionally is not very good. He tends to be human in those situations. I think if, if the saints have to travel to green Bay it is going to be a very, very long road for them. So I, I'm hoping that new Orleans wins. I think that they'll win. And I think that they're going to end up in green Bay next week. With that said, there's another scenario. We are looking at the late game. I don't know if you technically call it prime time. Cause I mean, that's like four, four o'clock, uh, Colorado time where I'm at. Yeah, the Seattle Seahawks are going to be going into Philadelphia. And that's going to be a game, let me tell you. So the spread, actually, right now, as I look at it, is considered a pick 'em. So it's literally which team you think is better. I think when it opened, it was the, um, it was Philly by one. Seattle has been super up and down. Russell Wilson, once again, at one point was a MVP candidate and is now just, not playing his best football. 
I, I, I'm not exactly sure. I haven't watched a ton of Seahawks, so I can't tell you what caused or what exactly sticks out about the sudden downfall of Russell Wilson. But he's not playing up to his normal caliber. The uh, stat comparison isn't super, super different. Um, passing yards for average Philly offense is 239 with 237 for Seattle. Uh, rushing yards in Seattle is 137 versus Philly's 121, which I think is kind of funny because Seattle's uh, rushing situation is so bad at this point that they signed, you know, 85-year-old Marshawn Lynch to come out of retirement. The, uh, but still putting up 137 rushing yards a game, I think is, is pretty interesting. The, something I would like to point out is I, I talk a lot about, I'm one of the few guys I know in the pack a day crew that talks about the Vegas odds and talks about playing against the spread. Both teams have a losing record against the spread. Now what that means is, uh, they more often than not do worse than Vegas thinks they will. So let's say that, that Seattle's favored by five points and they only win by three. Well, they would lose against the spread. That's, but if, if they're favored by five points and they win by eight, they would win against the spread. So for the season, Seattle is seven, eight, and one against the spread. They had one push where Philadelphia is seven and nine against the spread. So the Seahawks are only half a game ahead. So both teams are playing just under 500 against the spread, which makes them right on par with where Vegas thinks they are, which then makes this game even more of an enigma because there is no super favored winner. So as of right now, uh, Seattle is plus one, which means that they will lose by less than one point, which isn't necessarily possible. So that, that kind of makes it a pick them. So, um, the, the, uh, consensus bet is actually 61% of money is going towards Seattle at plus one. So that means that most people think that Seattle will win this. I disagree. Uh, Russell Wilson as the quarterback for the Seahawks is, uh, God, I, I, you know what? I almost fell into the trap of talking about QB wins again. So we're going to talk about the Seahawks since Russell Wilson has been their quarterback have won it's either one or two road playoff games. Traditionally, the wins that they have in the playoffs are at home. Seattle is also very much like the Packers in that if they have to jump multiple time zones, they don't do it very well. As we saw, both times the Packers went into California this year, it was not good. Seattle traveling to the East Coast tends to be a similar situation where they do not play their best football that far from home. Seattle is a tough place to play for anyone going there, whereas Seattle seems to have a tough time anytime they leave. So going into Philadelphia, Philadelphia has a, a very, very good crowd, very good home field advantage. I think that, and, and actually, the, my my favorite statement here is uh, a very good friend of mine, Paul Noonan, Acme Packing Company uh, writer, writes for Shepherd Express. He always says he struggles to bet against the smart coach. And I would say that Doug is a smarter coach at this point than Pete Carroll. Pete seems to 
be on the downtrend, whereas Doug is still kind of coaching his best football. The Eagles are also that team that have gotten hot at the right time. They've gotten better throughout the year. The the, the team that the the Packers played is not the same team that Seattle is going to have to play this week. Uh, they are still not super great against the run. I'm sorry, uh, not super great against the pass. They're, they're very, very good against the run. And so if Seattle can get their passing attack going, I think that would be the, the big uh, difference for them. However, looking at, at the, uh, looking at the injury report for Seattle, Jerron Brown has a knee. He's a question mark. Um, and, uh, Malik Turner is officially out with a concussion. So missing a couple receiving threats, it, it might hurt them. It might not. Uh, but Philly is a team that you need to attack in the air. That's just kind of what you, you have to do. The Seattle tends to try and be a run first offense, but of course, Russell Wilson is going to be able to do his sandlot ball and and make some miracles happen. So there is a scenario where if if Minnesota wins, then the Packers are going to have to play someone from this game. So assuming Minnesota wins, then then that would mean that uh, the sixth seed moves on and they would automatically go to San Francisco. Seattle versus Philly is the five versus the four. So... Either one of those teams, if Minnesota wins, goes to Green Bay. If Minnesota loses, neither of those teams go to Green Bay. So in the scenario, my perfect scenario, in my opinion, is New Orleans having to travel to Green Bay. But I think I think if Philly wins, the Packers have a better chance against them because uh, Matt LaFleur said himself, after the loss against the, the Eagles that he was going away from his original game plan. He was trying to get too cute. And I think he has learned from his mistakes. I think we've seen LaFleur coach better as the season went on. So in this situation where New Orleans loses to the Vikings, I would very much like to see the Eagles win. And it, you know what? I'm going to take the Eagles. I Predicting a score for me is going to be very hard. Uh, so... I mean, it could be, let's say, 21-17 Eagles. That, yeah, I'm just, that's rectal extraction. I really don't have anything for you. I think that the Seahawks aren't playing their best football. I don't think they travel well. And I think that the Eagles are on the upslope. So I'm going to take the Eagles. So in my scenario, New Orleans wins and the Eagles win. Eagles have to go all the way over to San Francisco, and then New Orleans has to travel to Green Bay. In that scenario, do the Eagles have a shot against San Francisco? Maybe. I honestly couldn't tell you. After watching, I'm going to have to watch the game and see how the Eagles play against the Seahawks. Then I then I would have a much better uh, understanding. But I, yeah, I guess I... I I really hate making predictions more than a week out because, well, I don't like being wrong, but I'm wrong more often than I'm right. So, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's the amazing analysis that you're going to get here on my solo episodes of Back a Day Podcast. Well, guys, that does it for me. Uh, this is your Sunday preview. 
hopefully things will play out the way I think they will, and the Packers will have a much more favorable opponent for their game next week. Well, that'll do it for me. As always, I'm Matt, but you can call me Mattel. Go Pack Go! class athlete or a podcaster like me we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance that's why i'm excited that unified healing is sponsoring this podcast unified healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by energy enhancement system or ee system if you haven't heard of the ee system you'll want to listen up this technology promotes wellness deep relaxation purification and rejuvenation at hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.